Welcome to the Beauties in Business podcast. This show is geared towards women in the beauty industry who want more, more income, more freedom, more fulfillment. Because school will teach you the basics, but if you want to truly thrive in this industry, you need to be a go-getter and be business savvy. My name is Callie Stewart, and it is my goal and my passion to build you up so that you can have the career you've always dreamed of. If you're ready, let's go. Hello, and welcome back to the Beauties in Business podcast. This is your host, Callie Stewart. I'm very happy to have you guys here. If you are a new listener, welcome to the show. We talk all things beauty, mindset, business, If you are a returning listener, hi, I'm so happy to have you back. I'm very curious to see who has been the longest listener on the show. So DM me over on Instagram and I, how long you've been listening to the show. And if I get a few messages, whoever has been the longest listener will get a little bit of a prize if you will. So message me over there, pop in, say hi, hello, tell me how long you've been listening and yeah, I'll give you a price. If you don't follow me already over on Instagram, you can follow me for my day-to-day updates. I'm over there. It's Callie Made It. That's C-A-L-L-I-E period M-A-D-E period I-T. I'm far more active over there. I post on my stories every day just to keep um, you guys updated on my day-to-day, see all the nails that I'm doing, any dumb mistakes I make. I'm pretty, I feel like vulnerable over there. And my feed, I post about every three, I post about three times a week. So, you know, a social media marketer would tell me to post more, but that's just my best life, okay? Anyways, Welcome to the podcast. So if you read the title of this episode, we are going to talk about red flags in clients. Client red flags, if you will. So we all have had bad clients. So here are some things that I've noticed that they all have in common. Now, we live in the world today where I feel like I need to say this, so I'm just going to say this. If you do one of these things, that doesn't mean you're a bad client. Or if you've had a client do one of these things, that doesn't mean that they're necessarily a bad client, okay? We all know there's anomalies, there's things that happen. This is just a general rule of thumb, okay? I hope if you listen to this podcast by now, I don't necessarily need to preface with that, but... I just feel like in today's world, in order to attempt to not offend anyone, I get it. These not every good good clients have some of these qualities too, okay? Just roll with it. So, red flags in my clients. The first one that I have noticed and the first one on the list, and this is also probably the first time that I ever had like a terrible client is when they use the phrase, no one ever gets my nails right. I've never been happy with how someone does it. The first bad experience I've ever had with a client came 
after that following statement. She came in, she said pretty much that exact same thing. She wanted her nails and her toes to match and she subtly degraded and belittled me the whole time to the point that like she made it very clear that she wasn't happy with the work that I was doing. Mind you, this was probably when I was like six months into doing nails. So brand new baby artist. And she like looked over at the desk next to me and said, isn't it funny how there seems to be no good nail techs in the world anymore? After she had just spent like an hour telling me that she made her last nail tech cry and no one ever gets her nails done right and that I like you could tell she loved the feeling of intimidating people that's what she thrived on for whatever reason that is what she enjoyed and she made that very clear to the whole room but the statement of no one ever gets my nails done right. I've never been happy. There's a reason for that. There's a reason that no one has ever done their nails right. And that's probably because what they're asking for is unrealistic. And people just haven't had the either enough education. Like me, I was a baby artist. I didn't know how to explain to her. Or I didn't even know for myself that what she wanted wasn't an option because if you want really short nails, they can't be stiletto. You're going to file into your natural nail and that's just going to make a terrible nail. They're not going to look good. So if you want a pointy nail, you automatically have to have a longer nail. When you're a new when you're in, new to this industry, you one, don't have the backbone to explain that. You just want to please the client and do your job because you don't have that confidence yet. Two, I also wasn't 100% aware of why you had to have a long nail in order to have a stiletto shape. The other time I've heard this term or this phrase was a client that had gone viral for screaming at a nail tech in the middle of a salon. And I wasn't actually aware of this until after she left the service. And the other girls in the salon came up to me and said, oh my gosh, that was this girl that a couple of years ago went viral for screaming at these people, so and so, so forth. And I was like, well, it makes sense because here's my experience. She told me, no one ever gets my nails done right. I've never been happy. And what she wanted just wasn't possible. She wanted really long nails, but as thin as possible. The reason that's not feasible is because you need that strength. You can't have really long nails that are really thin because the moment you scratch off a sticker, type on a keyboard, or put any pressure at all on the nail, they're going to snap. So they do have to have some sort of arch or also known as the apex. They have to have structure. And this was only probably about a year ago. So I did have the confidence to tell her that nails do need to be structured in a certain way so that they last and that she's happy with them. But she wasn't happy with that. And she said, I want them as thin as possible. So I did the best I could. And she just kept telling me this side right here looks fat. This looks fat. And I would do what I could. But 
the what she wanted was for her actual nail that is on her nail bed to be skinnier which how do you make that possible i'm not going to file into your nail that's going to make you bleed but she just thought that nail looked fat but i had filed it so much that the only option was to file into her natural nail and i explained this to her so she proceeded to grab the file from my hand and start to file her own nails. This isn't the only time that has happened to me, but if your jaw just dropped, rightfully so, that is just such a degrading feeling being the nail tech when a client grabs the file and starts to do it on their own because it's showing that you don't trust them and you're not listening to the expert's opinion. And when she grabbed the file and started to shape, she was ruining the shape of what I already had. She started to dig into her sides of her nail to make her nail look quote unquote skinnier. But all she was doing was digging into the nail and making it look worse. So if she were to take that set to her next nail tech and start complaining about me that I didn't do any of her nails right, that nail tech's going to go, well, yeah, she filed into all of your sidewalls. That is what that person's going to think. But the reality of the situation was the client took the file out of my hand and did that to herself. So it's a really frustrating situation to be in as the nail tech. And it's a really good way if you are a client to not be welcomed back into someone's chair because that's rude. You can always speak up and say, hey, can you fix this right here? But if the person is well-educated and they tell you why what you want isn't possible for your nails, it is your job to trust that they are telling you the truth. And trust that they have the education and the experience that what they are saying is the truth. Bullet point number two is they are always late to their appointment. Yes, things happen. I think every single client I have had in my chair has maybe been one or two minutes late before at minimum. It happens. Life happens. We're all human and it's okay. I'm talking they're 15, 20, or plus minutes late consistently. It's not just even here or there. It's out of five appointments, it's three or four that they're 15 to 20 minutes late. The reason this is a red flag is because it shows that they either don't have time management on their end, so they're constantly rushing themselves, or two, they don't understand that your time is valuable and you have clients after. So by them being 15 to 20 minutes late, that now means that you're going to be 15 to 20 minutes late into your next appointment, which therefore makes you look bad. And then it's just a vicious cycle. I would like to also add on top of that, if they were late to their first appointment, we'll make that bullet point number three. So bullet point number three is they were late to their first appointment. Now, as I said at the beginning of this, at the top of this episode, this doesn't happen to everyone. Sometimes there's mistakes, sometimes things happen, but 
it's a very bad first impression and it is a little bit of a red flag. It is redeemable. You can come back from it. You can bounce back and we can have a great relationship. But just know if you are late, and yes, that includes even three minutes late to your first appointment, whether you actually are the client or the nail tech, let's be honest here. If you are late to your first appointment, it's a little bit of a red flag because it's setting the scene for how the rest of your relationship might go. Now, I kind of leaned into it a little bit. As the nail tech, make sure that you are making it a priority to also be on time for a first-time client just in case they have a little they're having a hard time finding your building, finding where you're at, whatever, you have time to find them, to guide them, or to sit down and have a consultation before the nail service, make extra time to be absolutely on time or a little bit early if it, if you are welcoming a new guest into your space. Bullet point number four is frequently canceling last minute. You pair this with the last two, being late to their first appointment and then being consistently late to their appointments and you've got a home run. This is like the biggest red flag client on this planet. Have you seen those TikToks or those those reels where this guy replies back to like the cringiest video and then he is like running through his yard with like this giant red flag and waving it and he's like, ladies, this is a red flag. That is literally this person. If they have all three of those, three strikes, you're freaking out. Time to cancel this person because it's, I said cancel this person, but I meant to say fire them, but I also hate that term. So I'm going to say, let them go from your books. Time to release them from your space because it's no longer just uh, something came up we all make mistakes. It's a pattern. And typically that's unbreakable. If someone is canceling last minute, it is either lack of planning on their end, or once again, they don't respect or understand that when they cancel last minute on you, that is literally taking money out of your pocket that you are planning on for the day and you now have a loss for it. It's 100% not your client's job to fully understand that. If you expect all of your clients to fully understand that, you're setting yourself up for failure. But what it is your job to do is to explain to them the best you can that that is not the expectation and that someone could have simply filled that spot that was wanting to get in. So as long as you're open and honest about the communication on your end, if the person continues to frequently cancel, it's time to release them from your books. And it is a major red flag. I have had a handful of clients that for like one or two months were late to every single appointment. And then I had to have a serious conversation with them and they were able to whip it into shape. I've also had the exact opposite where clients were really good clients and then all of a sudden they were starting to be late or canceling on every single appointment and I had to sit down and have a serious talk with them and it didn't go anywhere and so I had to release them from my books. This next bullet point is going to be a little bit taboo. I'm going to bring up money. So the fifth bullet point 
the fifth bullet point is bringing up payment is awkward. Have you ever had a client when you go to check them out and they almost sound put out by having to pay you? They use terms such as, what's the damage this time? How much do I owe you? And it just almost has a negative connotation behind it. And you start to feel awkward by bringing up the payment for a service that you provide. The last time I checked, no one needs to have their nails done in a life or death situation. This is fortunately a luxury and it is a form of self-care and they are choosing to have this provided for them and you chose to provide this service to people as your career. So that in return means that that person pays the other person to provide the service. Long story short, a client pays the service provider. That is the agreement. That is what happens when you book an appointment. It is a major red flag when you start to feel awkward and start to dread the end of the appointment because you know you're going to have to start bringing up payment. And it's not, there's a difference between feeling guilty for charging your prices. That's a different story for a different day. I'm talking about you can feel the shift in the room to awkwardness because this client acts so put out by having to pay you money. I've had clients literally throw money at me before, throw their card at me and say the phrase, "What? okay, what's the damage this time as they're digging through their purse? And that just feels degrading. All of those things just make you feel guilty for charging for the server service that they agreed to come to. The final two bullet points I feel like aren't talked about enough and I intentionally saved them for the end because they're the ones that I feel like matter the most. So we're starting this, I mean we're ending this episode at on a very good note, okay? So the sixth bullet point is they gossip about their friends. I do not have room in my life for drama and cattiness, that it's not the people I like to surround myself with. My salon space is very sacred for me, and I am to the point in my career where I get to be picky about who I invite in there because I do have so many requests per month for people. And one thing that I cannot stand in clients and one thing that is a major red flag to me is when people talk shit constantly about other people, let alone people that they call friends. The reason this is a giant red flag for me is because I'm scared of these people. 
I'm scared that if you are pulling up pictures of your friends and you're talking shit on their makeup and then talking shit on their outfits and talking shit on their boyfriend and you have nothing nice to say about that person at all and then you're Snapchatting them five seconds later telling them how much you love them, I'm scared of you. Because I'm scared that you're going to be to my face. You love your nails. These are the best nails you ever had. I am the best nail tech you've never ever had. And then you're going to turn around on social media, on Google, to Dick, Joe, and Todd. I don't know. You're going to turn around to all your friends and tell them that I'm the worst nail tech and the exact opposite of what you're telling me to my face. When I ask you how your nails are, if you like the shape, if you like the color, if you like the design, and you tell me yes, I am trusting you, but by you doing those behaviors towards people you call your friends, I am now scared that you are lying to me and you are going to go tell everyone what a horrible nail tech I am when I thought there was trust there. It is very vital for me to be able to trust my clients and that they trust me me because I want to make them as happy as possible. They are paying for a service that I am happy to provide and I trust my clients will speak up at any moment if for some reason I hurt them with the drill getting too hot, the lamp that hurts them with the gel getting too hot, or they simply don't like the design or color. I, it is very important to me that my clients are honest and with behaviors such as gossiping about friends or gossiping about other people consistently not only gives me a very icky feeling on the inside and therefore an icky feeling in my sacred space that I have so proudly created, it makes me not have trust in my client and I don't love it. And I feel like this also has a little bit of taboo about it because I'm not being picky necessarily about my clients. I just don't want catty high school drama in my 20s at my career. This is a time for yes for you to vent. And if your friend said something bitchy, let's hear it, girl, pop off. I hate that your friend made you feel like shit. But if it's all you can talk about is straight up shit about everyone and that's the only thing that comes out of your mouth, it's a red flag. To the final point, if you compile any of the six previous red flags and you choose two or three of them or maybe all six of them, you will have the final bullet point, which is the biggest red flag in a client, and that's you dread their appointment. If you wake up in the morning and you see someone's name on your books and you instantly start to feel your mood shift and you start to dread their appointment, even if they're the last appointment on your books for the day, that's a red flag. There's a reason you're dreading that appointment. You guys just aren't vibing or they are consistently late or they consistently cancel or they talk shit on their friends or you feel guilty charging them. Compile any of the six previous points and that leads you to dreading an appointment. 
this is your career and this is how you survive, but if there is someone on your books that is making you dread your career and dread coming into work, this isn't the corporate world. You don't have to deal with a coworker that you hate working with anymore. These are your clients. You hold their hand. You listen to them talk about their lives. You give them advice. You're there for them. You're basically an unhinged therapist, which is wildly inappropriate, but honestly, I love it and I'm here for it. I love being your unhinged therapist. If you dread someone's appointment, that is a major red flag. Identify the issue. See if you that it's you're able to have a conversation about why you dread their appointment such as they're late or they cancel, if you can have an open and honest conversation with your client and have it be professional, give them the opportunity to fix their mistakes. But if it's something that you feel like cannot be fixed, then it is also time to release them from your books. They are just not the right fit for you. They will be the right fit for someone else. I had someone tell me one time that Neltex are a dime a dozen. If that statement's true, then please go find an LTech that is better fit for you because you will find your people and all the people on your books can and will align with you. And if there is someone that is dragging down your energy, your motivation, you name it, it is also time to release them. Thank you guys so much for listening to this episode. I love you guys so much. I'll talk to you next week.